Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Is Biden trying to make this news cycle worse for him? It's to hear him talk about the debt ceiling and and recognize the fact that he may not be able to raise it. It's really all up to Mitch McConnell. Are you giving Mitch McConnell power? Do you think this was a power play to try and get blame on Mitch McConnell? But the debt ceiling's not the subject. The debt ceiling's not the subject till December 3rd because at least they have the money to run the government till December 3rd. Yes, I'm talking about two different subjects, but we do tie them together because when we don't have a debt ceiling raised, we can't borrow more money, how do we fund anything? And is it that we're trying to fund this $3.5 trillion infrastructure package that just blew up? Because all the pressure on Kirsten Cinema, even following her into bathrooms, doesn't work. You couldn't get Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, to go for it. Maybe he'll go for $1.5 trillion. Joe Manchin, not a moderate, just so we're all perfectly clear. But not in line with this outrageous spending where the progressives have said, well, what does the spending matter? We have to get our priorities straight. So you already had a weekend of disaster for the Democratic Party. The $3.5 trillion plan doesn't get through, and progressives get so angry, they scuttle the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure plan. No roads, no bridges, no tunnels, no nothing. Until they get their way on all the projects that have absolutely, positively nothing to do with infrastructure. Nothing to do with infrastructure. This is Representative Pramila Jayapal on CNN. She heads up the Progressive Caucus. A lot smaller than what you are currently at, $3.5 trillion. Are you open to $2.1 trillion? Well, what we've said from the beginning is it's never been about the price tag. It's about what we want to deliver. The price tag comes out of that. So uh, we understand that we, uh, you know, the 3.5 we thought was negotiated already is clearly not negotiated. We understand we have to get 50 senators on board and we have to keep everyone in the House on board. And so we are now going back to make sure what is the way that we can get all of the critical programs that we had identified, those things I talked to you about, child paid leave yeah climate. and i'm going to get to that in a second yeah how do we get all of those things in but you know and it, but perhaps for a shorter period of time none of those things are infrastructure tony katz tony katz today it is so good to be with you 833 got tony 833-468-8669 as always i want to hear from the people who actually think that we should pass this thing oh i want to hear from those people i want you to make your argument so they fail on the $3.5 trillion because they've got total division in the Democratic Party. They scuttle the $1.2 trillion, to which I think there's an opportunity for Republicans if Mitch McConnell is smart enough to take it. And all of a sudden, here comes Joe Biden to talk about the debt ceiling. I've got it for you. I, and we got some of the q and I, I want to bring it to you. It's always important we hear these things. I may jump in because I, have, I haven't heard it all yet. L- listen to this on the revenue we receive from taxes and based on our ability to borrow what when needed and in that case we're able to borrow because we always pay our debt we always paid what we owe we've never failed that's america that's who we are that's what's called for it's called full faith and credit of the united states it's rock solid 
It's the best in the world. But here's the deal. There's a cap on what we can borrow called the debt limit. And only Congress can raise or lower that debt limit. So let me be really clear. This is really important to know. Raising the debt limit is about paying off our old debts. There's nothing to do with any new spending being considered. There's nothing to do with my plan for infrastructure or building back better. Zero. Zero. Both of which I might add are paid for. So if we're going to make good on what's already been approved by previous Congresses and previous presidents and parties, we have to pay for it. Who is he selling with this? What is he doing? And do you notice the tone of voice? Did you pick that up, Producer Ari? He's in his yelling face. I didn't catch that. Oh, you're you're playing sweet, aren't you? I just I I was too focused on the words. I thought it was really poorly written. See, it has nothing to do with the three point five trillion or the one point two trillion. It's what other Congresses did. That's why we have to raise the debt limit now. We let us not be people who defend outrageous spending from Democrats or Republicans. Let us be opposed to it. But to hear Biden say it's because of what other people did. Is it because of the spending when you were senator or when you were vice president? I'm just curious. Is it or is this all Trump's fault? Continue. Social security benefits. The American people are promised. Salaries for servicemen and women. Benefits for veterans. We're gonna to have to raise the debt limit if we're gonna meet those obligations. And raising the debt limit is usually a bipartisan undertaking. And it should be. That's what is not happening today. The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. Done. Finished. Complete. Holy crap. Gosh, this is Joe Biden's attempt to change the narrative. If you want to know how bad this weekend went, look at what Joe Biden just did. Debt ceiling, not worrying about the infrastructure package, all Trump's fault. Son of a gun. If you wanted any more proof of how disastrous of a weekend, how much disarray there is in the Democratic Party, how much hate and vitriol between the Pelosi's and the progressives, even though Pelosi is a progressive, but she's not that kind of a progressive, neither here nor there, here it is. Debt ceiling, Trump's fault. Son of a gun. In four years... They incurred, they incurred nearly $8 trillion in four years, $8 trillion in additional debt in bills we have to now pay off. That's more than a quarter of the entire debt incurred now outstanding after more than 200 years. And Republicans in Congress raised the debt three times when Donald Trump was president and each time with Democrat support. But now they won't raise it, even though they're responsible for more than $8 trillion in bills incurred in four years under the previous administration. That's what we'd be paying off. 
They won't raise it even though defaulting on the debt would lead to a self-inflicted wound that takes our economy over a cliff and risks jobs and retirement savings, Social Security benefits, salaries for service members, benefits for veterans, and so much more. Tell me he's not yelling at you. We're risking our soldiers, and we're risking the, 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 the retired citizens of America. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. You, this is the sound of a panicked man and a panicked party. Who advised him to do this? Or is this the best they could do because they know for sure, for sure, it's that bad. It's worse than they thought. Than they, thought. they went to the Senate, they've got their 50 senators, and they looked at Manchin, and they looked at Cinema, and they said, come on, let's do this, and they looked back. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> They don't have it. And then they went back to the House on the $1.2 trillion and said, hey, we can at least get this thing done. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> Thank you, Hamilton. By the way, more musicals per show than any other radio show in America. I got a whole bunch of new ones to add. Madness, anger from Joe Biden. This is, I don't know if I would call this a process story. I don't know if that's how I would describe what he's doing. But I would say this. The old adage in Hollywood, I think, is one of the most apt. If you're explaining, you're losing. I that one has always stuck. I'm not big on cliches, but if you're explaining, you're losing. Has got to be one of the best DC explanations ever, like or truisms ever. He's trying to explain why we need to raise the debt limit. The faith, full faith and credit of America is on is is on edge. We have to do something. But these Republicans, this isn't about Republicans now, is it? A failure to raise the debt limit will call into question Congress's willingness to meet our obligations that we've already incurred. Not new ones, we've already incurred. This is going to undermine the safety of U.S. Treasury securities and will threaten the reserve status of the dollar as the world's currency that the world relies on. American credit rating will be downgraded. Interest rates will rise for mortgages. Auto loans, credit cards, borrowing. Folks, watching at home, you should know this is the Republican position. Here's it is. They won't vote to raise the debt limit to cover their own spending. Democrats voted with them to cover that spending last four years, the previous four years. They say Democrats should do it alone. But then they're threatening to use a procedural power called the filibuster meaning that we'd have to get 60 votes, not 50 votes, to increase the debt limit. Holy cow. This is really what he's doing. Uh, 
Now, Producer Ari, you said you didn't like how it was written, but it was written exactly as it was intended to create an enemy out of the Republican Party, to blame them for anything that's going wrong, and to distract from their failures amongst the Democrats in the House and the Senate. So to that end, it was written perfectly. But this is his plan. The filibuster is the issue. How dare you have a system by which you have to convince people? This is... This is unreal. You want a case study in falling apart? Here it is. Here it is. This this is stunning. You should be shocked by what you're hearing. The... I almost want to say the hubris, but I don't know if that's the right word. They are living in hell, and the answer is blame Republicans. Don't address it honestly. Don't look for a better way. Don't try and go back to the table. Just blame Republicans and change the subject. You want a, uh, the textbook on what it is to try and gaslight and, and move narrative? You're listening to it. This would block the Democrats from meeting our obligations and responsibilities to prevent Congress from raising the debt limit. <clears throat> so let's be clear. Not only are Republicans refusing to do their job, but threatening to reuse the power, their power, to prevent us from doing our job, saving the economy from a catastrophic event. I think, quite frankly, it's hypocritical, dangerous, and disgraceful. Their obstruction and irresponsibility knows absolutely no bounds, <clears throat> excuse me, especially as we're clawing our way out of this pandemic. Democrats will meet our responsibility and obligation to this country. We're not expecting Republicans to do their part. They made it clear from the beginning. We tried asking to no avail. We're just asking them not to use procedural tricks to block us from doing the job that they won't do. <clears throat> Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. Democrats are willing to do all the work. Stop. Stop. Hold on a second. I Forgive me. Did he just say a meteor is heading for our economy? Excuse me, especially as we're clawing our way out of this pandemic. Democrats will meet our responsibility and obligation to this country. We're not expecting Republicans to do their part. They made it clear from the beginning. We tried asking to no avail. We're just asking them not to use procedural tricks to block us from doing the job that they won't do. The filibuster is not a procedural trick. Gaslighting, lying from Joe Biden, but this is the best. <laughs> Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. Democrats are willing to do all the work stopping it. Oh, my God. A meteor is crashing into our economy. Yes, it's Meteor Joe. And it's already hit, and it's doing great, great, great damage. Should we discuss what some of that damage is? How about Christine Romans over there on CNN? 
So this, according to Reuters, this meeting has just wrapped up, and uh, OPEC and its allies have decided to stay the course with the, the new oil they've been pumping, 400,000 barrels per day, will continue into November. The next meeting will be in November. Essentially what that means is the path of least resistance for oil prices continues to be higher. Remember, they took a lot of pumping out of the system when the COVID uh, coronavirus uh, recession slammed the world, and now they've been adding that capacity back in, but supply has not been increased as quickly as demand has increased, and you can see that in crude oil prices. I mean, right now they're up some 3% again. Brent crude above 80 bucks. Uh, you can see all of the oil complex is still rising because, again, demand is so brisk for these products and because of supply glitches and a whole host of reasons, uh, you're, you're not seeing the supply there to meet that demand. And what it means for you at home, you know exactly what it means. It means you're paying 10, 15 bucks a gallon or a tank of gas rather more than you did a year ago. So oil prices at a three-year high mean gas prices rising. Gas prices are more than a dollar higher today than they were a year ago. So this is one of those stories that's one of those factors, really, that's feeding that inflation story. And it's a factor that I think is a really important kitchen table piece of your economics because you feel this every week or every two weeks when you're driving. Yes, you feel this every day. You feel this every day when you're paying it. And now Joe Biden wants to talk about the economy? Hold you know what, producer Ari, you may be right. This is terribly written. But what it is, it proves how terribly disconnected they are. I got to go through more of this. This is nuts. It went from worse to worse for Biden and company. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So Disney Plus really wants you to know that they want you to be angry with them. Coming to Disney Plus, National Geographic Documentary Films presents Fauci. I I I don't have any joke for that. Hey, phrase it. Sorry, Archer. Fauci. Public servant, scientist, physician. Husband and father, Fauci, a documentary from Nat Geo, is streaming October 6th only on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, I just want to be that guy. I just want to be that voice guy. That'd be awesome. Uh, watching Fauci, not awesome. Fauci? Fauci can't be trusted. Fauci's the problem. Emblematic of the failure of government to get people to believe and have faith. Meanwhile, I've got more Biden's presser, which is nuts, trying to shift the blame every which way, his Q&A. Oh, and did you hear Fauci on Christmas? Yeah, you might not be able to have it. Plus, China's incursions in Taiwan have gotten very, very rough. Retired Major Mike Lyons will have the latest on that. Keep it here. This is Tony Gatz today. By now, you have heard the story of Kirsten Cinema in the bathroom. No? Really? I would have figured by now you saw it on Facebook. Well, maybe the problem is Facebook is down. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Yes, uh, Facebook is is down. You, you're, you're not going to be able to get to uh, Tony Katz Radio, uh, the page of pages, and see all the cool things going on. It happens. Luckily, we still have radio. And if social media is down, it means uh, that, you know, you get your life back. Yes, 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 yes. That's always pretty important right there. The story of Senator Cinema and how it applies to this horrible weekend for the Democrats, where they could not get the $3.5 trillion passed the Senate, that non-infrastructure package. So they moved uh, to scuttle the $1.2 trillion package because the progressives were not about to let that happen. They don't care about infrastructure. They care about their ideological wish list. This is what they care about. This is who they are. So there was pressure on cinema, senator from Arizona, to vote for this thing. She, of course, decided, I'm leaving town, and went back to Arizona which is Boss Move 101. Protesters are not happy with cinema. They find her there on the campus of Arizona State University. That's where I went to school. But I didn't graduate, so is it my alma mater? If I went there but I didn't graduate, I don't have a college degree. I don't know if you knew that or not. I do not have a college degree. Is, is, is Now is ASU my alma mater? Uh, I don't know. They've, they've never asked me for any money, so I'm going to assume no. I'm going, I'm going to assume not so much. But the protesters are there. She's there, and they're lecturing to her. Okay, I'll be back. Sit down. We want to talk to you real quick. Can we talk to you real quick? Hi. Actually, I am heading out. The, um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we're not that door We need solutions to build that better plan. We have the solutions that we need. So the audio gets a little echoey, and you hear that slam. It's a door slam. It's echoey, and a door is slamming, and it went from a male voice to a female voice. So I wonder why that is. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected, and just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the Build Back Better Plan right now. Wait, that's again a, a, a man's voice. What's happening here? We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the Build Back Better Plan right now. Okay, what's going on? I'll tell you. These three people, two women and a guy, followed Senator Kirsten Cinema into a public bathroom. She walked into a stall, closed the door. There are other people in other stalls. They are utilizing the restroom, and they are badgering her to vote for this nonsense bill. And not only they're badgering her, listen to the subjects that they're bringing up. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. And in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because I definitely believe 
that we need this pathway to citizenship. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago, and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. And this is the opportunity to pass it right now, and we need you to we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. Her argument as to why we should engage $3.5 trillion of infrastructure is because her family broke the law and she couldn't visit her or go to her father's funeral. You know how many people in the United States didn't break the law and couldn't go to their parents' or grandparents' funerals because of COVID? This is her argument? While in a public bathroom. And then she gets done. She goes to leave and they keep following. Trafficking right within six months of not having the ability to make, to, to make money. Will you support the Build Back Better plan so that we can have justice and, and solutions that we need for immigration, labor, climate change? Build Back Better, pass the bill! 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 Immigration, labor, climate, nothing having to do with infrastructure. And they followed a senator into the bathroom. Complained about not being able to see their grandfather. Did you get to bury your grandfather? By the way, I don't say that glibly. I'm not trying to say that in a flippant kind of way. People didn't get to see their loved ones when they died because of COVID. And she's going to complain about not being able to go back to Mexico. That's some... Whew, that's some stuff. This is the radicalness of their agenda. Radicalness of their agenda. Just total madness. And what is Biden doing? Biden takes to today, takes to the to the to the microphone and says it's it's all because these Republicans won't increase the debt ceiling. They want to engage the filibuster. They want to actually follow the rules. I assume that's what he sounds like in his head. They have failed incredibly over this weekend. They look terrible. They look radical. You're following women into restrooms, which I thought was a no-no. But it doesn't matter how you treat women if you're a leftist. Oh, you can treat women any way you want. Isn't that right, Andrew Cuomo? Andrew? Andrew? Are, 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 are you there? Okay, I thought you were there. Meanwhile, Biden had even more to say. We don't have time to delay with elaborate procedural schemes, which Republicans' proposals require. Scores of votes without any certainty at all, many of which have nothing to do with the debt limit at all. And that's when accidents happen. In the days ahead, even before the default date, People may see the value of their retirement accounts shrink. They may see interest rates go up, which will ultimately raise their mortgage payments and car payments. 
And the American people, look, I just say it this way. As soon as this week, your savings and your pocket, your uh, pocketbook could be directly impacted by this Republican stunt. It's as simple as that. Repul- Are you telling me that my... My uh, my investments and, and the dollars in my pocket aren't impacted by rising gas prices, which are all your fault, by inflation, which is about you and how you've worked this economy, by this massive spending. None of, the, none of this is you. It's, it's all Republican stunt. Oh, God, who is this? Who is this working on? Unless, of course, this was the fastest way to get out the new talking points. And then this is all we're going to hear for the next couple of weeks. They can say they will not do their part to avoid this needless calamity. So be it. But they need to stop playing Russian roulette with the U.S. economy. It's one thing to pay our debts already acquired. It's another to require a supermajority to pay the debts already acquired. It's not right. Let the Democrats vote to raise the debt ceiling this week without obstruction or further delays. Democrats in the House have already passed a bill that would do that. It's sitting in the United States Senate where Democrats have the votes ready to pass it. That's the only way to eliminate the uncertainty and risk that's going to harm American families and our economy. Let us vote and end the mess. You know, we've got to get this done. We must get this done. It is, like, as I said, playing Russian roulette to play these games. That was absolutely a uh, message to Democrats about how they have to pivot and what he wants to hear from them. Why? Who has time for a conference call? We could just engage a press conference to do this. Who has time? Oh, that's how bad it's getting. And that's so bad, not getting, it is, for the Democratic Party. But there's an opportunity here for Republicans. And the question is, are Republicans smart enough to take an opportunity? I break down what it is coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. Now, you know I don't believe that hate crimes are real. There's no such thing as a hate crime. There are crimes, but I believe that anytime you murder somebody or anytime you're, you know, uh, you know, you proactively murder somebody or stealing from somebody, that, that, that's hate. It's not more of a crime, which is how we view these hate crimes, because it happens against a certain group of people. Oh, it happens against a gay person, so it's more of a crime. It happens against a person of, uh, who's black. It's more of a crime. It happens against a person who's Jewish. It's more of a crime. No, no, it's not. As a matter of fact, in my beloved Indiana... I argue constantly against the idea of hate crimes. I argue against creating legislation in the state of Indiana because, well, I'm not a protected class. My religion doesn't make me special. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I, I don't want any part of it. Well, there's a story of a, of a school student, a high school student, I believe it was, in... in uh, Missouri, uh, these these photos of things written, written in the bathroom, I hope all uh, black people die and, and the N-word and all these 
all these things written on the bathroom wall, and it turns out that a black student wrote the graffiti. A black student wrote the graffiti. It's fake. It didn't happen. And that is the story. It constantly and consistently happens. These hate crime hoaxes, as they are called, they lie. Why would you lie? What's the point? You want a little attention? You want some love? You want to really get people riled up? Get this straight. This isn't about race. This is about ideology. This is what leftism does. In order for leftism to be able to move down the line, it has to have something to rally people around and against. It has to have an enemy to hate. And where there is no racism, but you've built your entire life on racism, you must find the racism in order to be able to show people how racist they are. And so when you can't find it, you have to invent it. Isn't that right, Jesse Smollett? No? Too soon? Okay. Mitch McConnell has an opportunity, and I don't know if Mitch McConnell is smart enough to take the opportunity. Of course, we've been discussing the failures of the infrastructure legislation. The $3.5 trillion, they can't get through the Senate, and they refuse to get the $1.2 trillion through the House because, well, the Progressive Caucus won't have any of that. They don't actually care about roads and bridges. What they care about is their ideological wants, needs, and desires. So as this happened over the weekend, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, uh, puts out socialists like Bernie Sanders railed or rallied against the administration's infrastructure bill and defeated it. With Americans already suffering the worst inflation in 30 years, Democrats have taken our roads, bridges, ports, airports, and waterways hostage to ram through a historically reckless taxing and spending spree that would hurt families and help China. I think that's a great line. Because it's a reminder that Democrats failed, and to punish Democrats for failing, Democrats punished America. I think it's a good bit of, of, of politics. But the opportunity for the Republican Party is to say, here's what we're going to do. And the Republican Party should immediately put forth an infrastructure package to fix roads, bridges, ports, airway, uh, ports airports, and waterways across the country, and replace the water system in Flint, Michigan. And they should go to Flint, Michigan, all of them, and deliver the, 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 the bill. Here's what we want to do. It comes to $642 billion. These things need to happen today. America wants us to solve this problem. Here it is. $642 billion. We can at least get started. I hope the Democrats are with us. Oh, it's a stunt. Oh, it's anything. Tell that to the people of Flint, Michigan, who would still like uh, drinkable water. Potable water. Tell that to people where uh, the bridges keep them from getting across rivers and keep uh, a, a nation from growing and keep a business from building. This is an opportunity to put it right out there. And yes, I'm not a fan of spending $642 billion right now. But you have an opportunity to not just be saying, ha ha, you have an opportunity to throw them into even more disarray by saying, here, we're going to solve these problems. It's not every problem. Well, they're not handling all the issues. We have so many bigger issues than this. You said infrastructure. This is infrastructure. Go tell the people in Flint, Michigan, they don't deserve clean water. We'll wait. Yes, 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 yes. We know you want Green New Deal things, but they want clean water. That's what we need to give them. When you're going to rip out all the pipes, we're going to put in the new pipes. Let's go. What's the matter? 
Why don't you want the people of Flint, Michigan to have clean water? Why, Representative Ocasio-Cortez? Why, Representative Jayapal? Why, Representative Omar? Why, Speaker Pelosi? Why, Chuck Schumer? Why, Dick Durbin? This is what you do. Now, I will tell you that the water in Flint, Michigan should have been handled years ago. And it's obscene that it's not. It's gross. It's beyond disgusting and despicable. So let's get it done. If the Republicans were smart, they would listen. Now, maybe there's another um, possibility. What if they said, Tony, wait, be patient, son. Let them continue to beat themselves up, and we could do it a week from now. Well, that'd be a conversation about timing. Maybe they feel they don't need to do it at all. But I think that if you've got America saying, hey, we've got some bridges and roads to fix, you might actually want to fix them. And you might want to be the party that says, yeah, we can do this. Here you go. We'll fix it. Let's go. Let's fix these things. Meanwhile, we have problems on the national stage. And China is engaged in multiple incursions against Taiwan. Retired Major Mike Lyon, CBS News Radio military analyst, will break that down for us. And Keith Olbermann is not well. I know you know the name, but you're like, why Keith Olbermann? Why are you bringing that up? Because it all has to deal with COVID. Between Olbermann and Australia, I don't know who is more sick. This is Tony Katz today.